you know, because that's not something you taught as a man mm-hmm. to expose yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You don't talk about your weakness. You don't show yeah. weakness. You talk about strong things. Yep. You demonstrate strong yep. things. And so just being able to demonstrate yeah. manliness in a different way, in a godly way, mm-hmm. is something so foreign mm-hmm. to them that it's a shock. Welcome, everyone, to another, as we say, funky fresh episode of Bumper Sticker Faith. Funky fresh. My name is Sam Key, and this is my man, Louis Dooley, and uh, we're here. We're here with another episode. And uh, I want to say thanks, everyone, for uh, watching and listening. We have more listeners than than watchers, which which is all right, you know. People are uh, walking around doing dishes, uh, listening to us. Or yeah, that's cool. Wherever you're doing it, we really appreciate it. Uh, if you happen to be listening on, uh, what is the Apple one? Is it Apple Podcast? Yeah, yeah. If you happen to be listening on there, then drop in and leave us a rating and a review. Let us know how we're doing. Okay. Um, that'll help to uh, encourage us and the show and encourage others as well to find the show and to listen to. That would be, that would be great. I would love it if you would do that. Lewis would love it too. Yeah, yeah, we, we all that's, lo- that's my love language right there. And so uh, yeah, drop some uh, words of encouragement. <laughs> That'd be dope. Uh, today, what are we talking about? Man, we talking about young men. Yeah, and and what would we say to young men to help encourage them in their journey? Yeah, where the state of uh, of young men and 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 men today, uh, I feel like. It would be, it would be great for us to um, encourage and to talk about and to talk to you've you've been to some um, places and had experiences that I think are really helpful and powerful uh, to people. So, like I guess the question is, if you were to be able to, well, you talk to young guys all the time, mm-hmm. right? Tell tell us about that. Yeah, well, I mean, tell us about your ministry. I mean, mostly when I talk to young guys, mm-hmm. it is um, in in a prison setting, um, and they can be anywhere from fifteen to twenty years old. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the first things I start with when I meet with a group of um, young guys, like the, one of the like day one, is trying to find out like, what do you think your purpose in life is? <clears throat> you know, why do you think you're here? Mm-hmm. You know, and I get mo- the most common answer I get is I don't know. Yeah. Wow. You know, and I, I guess if I was were to have been asked that when I was that age, I would have said that too. Yeah. You know, just to I don't know, like none of us asked to be here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so a lot of us don't <clears throat> really find a purpose and I think that's a struggle for all mm-hmm. adult all young people, period, men and women. And you're talking about being here like in this world. Yeah, like yeah. why why do yeah. I exist? And yeah. what's my purpose? Yeah. Like since I do exist then is there a purpose for me? And if so, what is it? Mm-hmm. You know, and the other probably most common answer I get is to just like live life and experience the things in it, you know, yeah. which the people I talk to since they're incarcerated, they've chosen a, a path that has led them to incarceration by committing crime, mm-hmm. you know, and some of it 
it's they feel like they had no choice, mm-hmm. and some of them just made that choice because they could get them whatever they wanted, mm-hmm. you know, quick, fast, and in a hurry. So mm-hmm. I'm always trying to get the wheels turning, you know, by asking them, "What's your purpose?" Mm-hmm. And then, "What's your plan?" Okay, you know, to carry out that purpose. So if a person says they don't know, then they typically don't have a plan. Um, but when they do have a plan, it's mostly. Uh, when I get out of here, I want to get a job and own my own business one mm-hmm. day and make a lot of money, and, and it's all about stuff. Mm-hmm. So it seems like the uh, the goal has has never changed. <laughs> it's just a way to get there, whether through a legitimate way or through crime, um, based on how uh, the feedback they give you when you ask them that those first questions of like, why are you here? Yeah, yeah. So you know, I think that when you don't really know. When a person doesn't know why they're here, they can never accomplish, like, they can never carry out that purpose because they have mm-hmm. no idea what it is. And I think that for men, like, we're we're wired to be seeking out to do something, to fulfill something that God put in us. And if we have no connection to God, we can never not only not know what that purpose is, we can never even be living in the accomplishment of that purpose. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always trying to think of questions I can ask that always lead back to God, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what I'm, that's what I'm there for to talk to them mm-hmm. is to help them figure out who God is and what his plan is for their life. How, do, so, they, how do they respond? Typically? Um, they, they typically respond. They're pretty receptive yeah. um, to that. Um, sometimes they may be a different religion. So it's mm-hmm. not that they um, disagree with the plan and the purpose, but it's a different God mm-hmm. that they've chosen to believe in. And, and most of the time they don't even know that religion or that God It's mm-hmm. just something they heard somebody else talk about or something that their family believes. Mm-hmm. And they just decide to take on that belief too. And there's really, there's not even really any faith behind mm-hmm. any of it. They're just souls wandering around aimlessly mm-hmm. trying to figure out life. And they, they live, you know, and since they're living, they got to eat, they got to sleep. Mm-hmm. And they see stuff around them that they desire and they figure out the quickest way they can achieve mm-hmm. getting those things. And so um, I think it's, it's it's difficult for a young man to really fulfill what God has for them when they have so many external forces um, tugging at them. Mm. You know, they got other people, mostly older people, sometimes a lot, a lot of times family members Mm -hmm. that are pulling them in the direction of sin and Um, they trust and believe that person and have love for that person so then they do it yeah it's kind of monkey see monkey do Mm -hmm. you know so no lack lack of any kind of male leadership in their life and definitely any godly leadership Mm -hmm. or examples in their life and so they grow up twisted and deranged in their thinking about what life is about and what their role is in it. And then they end up in a correctional facility or prison. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing really going on in those places that are really geared towards helping them answer any of these questions. Mm -hmm. They may have some programs in there like Mm -hmm. job readiness, how to fill out a resume, how to fill out an application, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff that you need to know, but it's not answering the question. What's my purpose? What am I here for? Yeah. It's just more of the same. It's more of the same, and it's just a different vein, a different way of of doing 
doing something different, but it's all going to still lead to the yeah. same end. And like I that, don't... That's what's standing out to me as I'm listening to you. Like I see everything that you're saying could translate out into the normal person's life, yep. the normal uh, executive, the normal whoever, mm-hmm. because it's you have this goal of just furthering yourself, more material stuff, basically. Yep. It's just how you get there. These... Yep. Those who are incarcerated chose one path, and other people chose another path. But it's really, it's really the same goal. They're just coming at it from different paths. But what you're bringing is a whole different goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. that's what makes a difference in people's lives. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I, you know, trying, you know, it's not easy. You know, I, I kind of recently have started using the phrase like undoing mm-hmm. um, stuff that's already been done in a person's life. So it's undoing the worldly things that they've learned or things to have and things to do. Mm-hmm. It's undoing the false God or false mm-hmm. biblical knowledge that they have in their mind mm-hmm. and giving them like truth. Yeah. And so you got to undo that stuff, man. Yeah. That's, that's the, to me, the right word, at least the right word for me, we got to yeah. undo. It's like a knot yeah. that's tied really bad. And the way to get the, yeah. rid of the knots, you got to trace his steps and go yeah. backwards. Yeah. And you got to undo it to get back to a, you know, a straight line yeah, or yeah. a straight piece of string or fishing that, line. That was actually, I can really identify with that because when I was in therapy, in group therapy, that was one of the main tasks that, that we would have to do is go back, spot those lies, those knots, identify them. And oftentimes... Most, I mean, most often those are just lies that you grew up with, like, um, um, like I always have to be perfect, mm. or my needs don't matter. Like as a kid growing up, like mm. you, you, that person would think my needs never matter, or mm-hmm. in order to be loved, I have to do this, or one that really stood out to me. Uh, uh, there's definitely a few moments um, in this group therapy I was a part of where I would see the light. Um, shine and guys would realize that this was a lie that they've been believing their whole life and, mm-hmm. and this one was um, I'm not good I like I'm worthless okay now the Bible talks about us not being good in that in a different sense which we can get to but in this sense it was um, guys who who grew up their whole life and from the beginning their primary caregiver their mom their dad would say you're you're trash you're garbage. <clears throat> I wish you weren't here. Mm. You're nothing. And so these guys grow up with this mentality, with that not in their lives. And then the way the thinking goes is, well, and they would they would actually say this in in the group. They would say, since since I'm not good, I might as well act bad. <laughs> like since it's true that I'm not not good, that mm-hmm. I'm worthless trash, I might as well treat other people like trash. Yeah. And yeah. it just they it justifies it that way. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's not an easy task, no matter the age of the person, to undo. And then another undoing that takes place is, you know, I'm not the only person going into these facilities. So there's other religions mm-hmm. and other things, and then they're kind of undoing the stuff that I'm doing, you know. And so it's, it's this mm. almost this constant game of, well, this person came here and said this, and now you're coming in here and saying yeah, yeah. that. And it's like two different things. So now they're like, what do I believe? Mm-hmm. A mixture of both or neither? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and that's Satan, right? He wants to undo <clears throat> anything that and has confused. to do with God and confuse. Yeah. 
And so um, it's it's not an easy task, but when you are doing the work of the creator of the universe, um, he'll protect mm-hmm. protect his word. You know, he'll he'll help me as I'm planting and watering seeds mm-hmm. um, to to help sprout those into people's lives. And so that's what keeps me going. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, it'd be like, well, if I'm, it's kind of like if I'm a farmer and literally I go dig a hole and plant, a, call it a tomato plant, and then somebody comes right after me and pulls the plant up. Mm-hmm. And every time I plant one, somebody pulls it up. Mm-hmm. Well, something's got to stop. Mm-hmm. Something's got to give. Mm-hmm. And if I can't stop this person from, pull, from pulling my plant up, then I guess I'll stop planting seeds. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I know that what I'm doing that God is the one that's opened his door and has allowed me and, and I believe is giving me the words to give them that he'll protect that. So if, if somebody comes behind me and pull the plant up, mm-hmm. then there's a reason why he's allowing that plant to be pulled up. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I have nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. I just have to let God be God and do what he's doing and trust in mm-hmm. him. And so, you know, young men, um, a lot of things. So some of the topics that we talk about yeah. with young men are like money. Mm-hmm. You know, how how do you view money? So if I had to talk to a young man, I'd be with some young men today, mm-hmm. you know. And so we've talked about money. Like, is money good or bad? That's a question I ask. Mm-hmm. And most everybody will say it's good. And then I'll, I'll misquote a Bible verse that's commonly misquoted. Mm-hmm. The uh, m- money is the root to all evil. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that? And they're like, yeah. Do you believe it's true? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let me say it again. Money is the root to all <laughs> evil. And then I'll say, where did you hear that? And then some guys say, man, that's in the Bible. And I'll be like, uh, no, it's not. It's close. So mm-hmm. then I'll open the passage up and I'll say, hey, it says the love of money mm-hmm. is the root to all evil, you know. And mm-hmm. so then we start talking about why they want money. Mm-hmm. And people love money and they want it because it can get them mm-hmm. things. It can take them places. And so then we start having a conversation about the proper use of it. And it is just a tool. Mm-hmm. And we should use that tool to honor God. And we talk about sex. That's always a very lively conversation, <laughs> sex and relationships, mm-hmm. you know, because these guys want it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and guys, I'm telling them like, you know, uh, fornication is bad, you know, adultery, it's a sin, mm-hmm. you know, masturbation, that's bad. And they're like, mm-hmm. what? Wait a minute. That's a sin. You know, and I'm like, it's like, yeah, that's a sin. Mm-hmm. Why is it a sin? You know, so we start unpacking a lot of times. This is new information that they've never yeah. heard before. So how can we expect young men to like hmm. even not even just let's just take away being godly for a minute because mm-hmm. if you don't have God you can't be godly mm-hmm. but just just to be like good and to be morally sound like they don't even possess that information mm-hmm. you know the misuse of their sexuality mm-hmm. and their their reproductive organ mm-hmm. whether it be men or women but I'm dealing with men yeah. like they need to understand that that's a gift from God yeah and they shouldn't like use it lightly and, and misuse it. Mm-hmm. And so we talk about that. We talk about, um, you know, working. We talk about relationships. Yeah, we, we talk about a lot of different things, but we go back to the word of God. And so I enjoy doing that because some things is undoing. There's a knot mm-hmm. that I have to undo. And sometimes there's not. It's a blank page that mm-hmm. I get the blessed opportunity to help, yeah. you know, write what the word says on that blank page and to impute that knowledge into them. Um, and ultimately, it's, it's trying to lead them to a relationship with Christ mm-hmm. and, and let's help them understand, first and foremost, that 
you know, we're all got a ticket to hell, you mm-hmm. know, but we can change that for a ticket to heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, but practical, practical things that they go through in life. And so a lot of young men, you know, you got a couple younger sons. I got a mm-hmm. younger stepson. And to be able to have these conversations with them ain't easy. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier talking to a stranger than it is your yeah. own family. Yeah. You know, and, and for me, I would say to even put myself out there. <clears throat> To talk about things that are weak areas of my life mm-hmm. where I still have problems with, with sin that he sees. So I'm not going to not talk to him about that. Mm-hmm. Just and, and But I'm going to be transparent and say, here's what the word says. Man, I struggle with this. Mm-hmm. you know, And I want you to know about this and in hopes that you won't struggle. Mm-hmm. But maybe you do. you know. And it's hard to say that because they want to quickly say, well, yeah. well, you do it. And yeah. it's like, man, you're right. And I don't want to do it. Well, a lot of times it's good for you to find someone else to talk to you, to those who are closest to you, to your own kids. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why God has blessed us with a church, you know, mm-hmm. where we can find other people who can uh, come alongside our own kids and do that work. And then we do that work for somebody else's kids as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe the power of a, a conversation like this, where we can learn and, and share it, where it doesn't yeah. have to be you with your with your with your own kid, because that like there's all kinds of other things going on in that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I actually I agree with that wholeheartedly. I also agree. Like for me, I like having those conversations where I can kind of not expose myself because I've already been exposed, mm-hmm. but not run from the opportunity to speak truth to them, even though it's a struggle for myself, you know, like arguing with, with his mother, my wife, you know, that's not a good thing to do, mm-hmm. you know, but to be, to be able to go and say, Hey, you know, this isn't good. And say, man, like this is a struggle I got, mm-hmm. you know, it is it, not often easy to admit that, mm-hmm. you know, to your, you know, and this is an adult child is not mm-hmm. a 10 year old. So, yeah, definitely age, I think, will yeah, matter. And yeah. the topic yeah. also will matter. But it's it's a freedom I find in being able to do that, because if we can bond and have an understanding about that, then it, it to me, it draw it can draw you closer. Mm-hmm. It can have the opposite effect, too. Mm-hmm. So you have to be discerned and be led on like what and if and mm-hmm. how. You do something like that, but the few times I've done it has been liberating and freeing because what that's doing is one day if he has to have that conversation or or if he has a son or just mm-hmm. a, whatever a child, like I can model for him my weakness that he sees expressed to him, my disdain and my sadness that you know I'm not finished yet in that yeah. area and I still need yeah. help, but still be that's able huge. to to be able to instruct yeah. him that hey, just because you see me do it. Doesn't mean it's yeah, right. That's huge. And here's why. Well, like you said, with the guys that you meet with in prisons, they never had that model of a guy who handled things the right way. Mm-hmm. Not, and I didn't say a guy who always handled things perfectly, yeah. but a guy who, when you get off track, here's how you get back on mm-hmm. track. Yeah. Here's yeah. how you repent. Here's how you confess. Here's how you ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So that's, and that's the, you know, young men, you know, I remember growing up here, you know, children are our future. And that, and that's true, you know, but um, we need more godly men, mm-hmm. you know, on this planet because mm-hmm. people are so checked out. And, and in some ways, I'd rather deal with the younger man than older men. And, and, and 
even more so I'd rather deal with unsaved men than saved men. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. that's a different conversation for a different time. But um, dealing with young men, they're still very impressionable, um, mm-hmm. even though they're full of vigor. And mm-hmm. a lot of times they think they know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, when you can be intimate with them and share some of your failures, um, they can really res- mm-hmm. I find they really resonate with that. It doesn't have to be breaking a law mm-hmm. failure. You know, because that's not something you taught as a man mm-hmm. to expose yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You don't talk about your weakness. You don't show yeah. weakness. You talk about strong things. Yep. You demonstrate strong yep. things. And so just being able to demonstrate yeah. manliness in a different way, in a godly way, mm-hmm. is something so foreign mm-hmm. to them that it's a shock. Yeah, because everything's all about comparing strengths and who has the biggest strengths. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yep, without and, a doubt. Yeah. So to come, yeah. so to come alongside them and and uh, maybe be a little soft spoken and maybe mm. deal with the situation where I, there should be anger, but deal with it with love, like to just mm-hmm. model things differently. You know, I, that's a joy that mm-hmm. I get a chance to do that, and not and not just with youth, um, mm-hmm. but but in in the jail with adult older people. There's younger people in there too. We just had a a situation a few weeks ago in Cook County Jail where there was an officer who doesn't really work on that floor or at least that day mm-hmm. when I'm there. And so there was some complications with us getting a chance to do our program, but but it got straightened out. But it was clear that it was this guy who was preventing us from from doing what we normally do. Mm-hmm. And the guys in the group, and there's about maybe 15 of them, were, um, you know, saying, you know, unkind and mean things, not to his face, but about him. I just said, hey, you know, check it out, right? Like, this guy is not usually over here. Mm-hmm. I'm just some guy from the outside. I don't have a uniform on. Mm-hmm. So he's doing his job. He, he doesn't take orders from me. Mm-hmm. He takes orders from his superiors. Mm-hmm. And so we need to recognize that That's just awesome. things aren't yeah. going our way right now. That doesn't give us permission yeah. to to call people names and to and to act mm-hmm. crazy and to be sinful, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, at the end when we were mm-hmm. winding up, um, they're out like the whole unit doesn't come out at once, just like one um, walk at a time, mm-hmm. and then we got guys on both. And so I got a list, and so mm-hmm. I had to give the officer the list to let the guys out that's not out, mm-hmm. and that which means at the end there's going to be guys in our group that need to go lock back down. Mm-hmm. And so he was standing there. And in front of him, in front of the group of guys, I say, look, this is what I want you guys to do. You're here. You've been here for the last you know, hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. We've been studying the Bible, talking about Christ and and, and how to live a life um, pleasing to him. Um, one thing that will please him is that you guys would otherwise be locked down right now, some of you. Um, and the religious services people at the jail have decided that you guys can participate when it's not your time to be out. So a, a good thing that will please God would be when we're done, go stand by your door to your cell. Mm. And when the officer comes by and opens it up to go inside, mm. yep. that's the right thing to yeah, do. That's yeah. the godly thing to yeah. do, you know? And then I said, okay, let's pray. And then I yeah. prayed for them and we prayed for the officer, Yeah, wow. you know? And so just trying to be an example to them of how you deal with people who either you don't like Mm-hmm. Or people that you really don't mm-hmm. know and you're kind of indifferent about, but to just just love them. And and I was, I, I'm, I mean, I went through 30 minutes of trying to get this stuff straightened out. So mm-hmm. I was fighting the flesh and having an attitude myself with this guy. Mm-hmm. But I know that's what Satan wants to do, mm-hmm. you know. And I referenced that when he wasn't around, um, that you know what we're doing, um, God is pleased with. And when we see things like this happen, 
we know that the enemy is the mm-hmm. one that's trying to break it up. It ain't mm-hmm. God saying, hey, don't study the Bible today. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not him. Mm-hmm. So there is some external force that's at yeah. work here. We need to recognize that and we need to be um, exhibiting Christ in how we handle mm-hmm. situations like this mm-hmm. and not act crazy and get mad and have an attitude mm-hmm. and do stupid stuff. And so I see like I see you as painting this this vision, this picture of another world exposing these guys to another reality that is reality Mm -hmm. just using the terms to them like there's a god there's a devil there's the satan there you know and we're caught we're caught up in this cosmic struggle Mm -hmm. you know there's more to life that's going on that to me it's like we're living in a like a dark room and all of a sudden you come along and you open up the blinds and 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 there's another world out there Mm -hmm. and maybe part of the diagnosis of uh of what guys need more is that other world of the spiritual dimension of this other greater purpose to be exposed to mm-hmm. and to let that in. Yeah, no, I, I think you're exactly right. And so, you know, being in a jail, like that's like the hotbed, you know, that's mm-hmm. like the people call it like the devil's backyard or something like that, mm-hmm. you know. So there's always commotion and and sin and ungodliness taking place all day, every day. Yeah. You know, so to be someone who is going to even just attempt to live a godly life, you know, it it would almost seem impossible or insurmountable. Mm-hmm. But it is possible because yeah. I actually lived yeah. it. And I'm not in live it perfectly. Mm-hmm. But by the grace of God, he gave me the strength and what I need to be able to, you know, be walking towards him mm-hmm. um, as the Holy Spirit was living in me and guiding me and taking ground, mm-hmm. you know, in my life for him. So the whole adage, you know, I take one step back and two steps mm-hmm. backwards. Like maybe I didn't take a whole step forward. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was an inch or two here or there, but I was always inching forward and, and rarely like stepping backwards. Mm-hmm. So know? what did guys do for you when you were in their shoes? Like how did they help you when you were a young man? Well, when I was a young man, I was in prison because mm-hmm. I went when I was 19. Mm-hmm. And there was a handful of older guys who had committed their life to Christ that uh, were instrumental in my life to encourage me to stay in the word. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was out on the yard, like playing sport, like I'm a sports junkie, mm-hmm. so I'd be out playing sports. And, you know, there's competition. And where there's competition, there's egos, there's attitudes, mm-hmm. and there's Miles yeah. that are spending sometimes fists and feet, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> that are, you know, taking place and fighting and stuff like that. And so um, I can remember one time uh, being on the football field and somebody did something like bad, like to me. And I remember the brother named Keith. I, I don't remember what position, but he was near me and he just like jogged up to me. I didn't even know it. And I just hear this voice in the back of my <laughs> head saying, be the bigger man, be the bigger mm. man. I'll never forget that, you know, and that's that's been probably over 25 years yeah, ago, yeah. you know, but what he was saying, what I what I took, what he was saying was like, be the Christ man. Yeah. You know, you know the right thing to do. Yeah. And there's also a wrong thing. Mm-hmm. and it, it seems easy and, and good mm-hmm. to do the wrong mm-hmm. thing, but it's difficult and feels uneasy to mm-hmm. do the right thing. Um, and that's just that's a tension to me and every Christian, depending on when you commit your life to mm-hmm. Christ. Um, if you're a younger person, that doesn't mean you didn't experience sin. But when you've experienced sin for a lot of years, you know, sometimes there could be a long struggle, you know, to get rid of that thing um, mm-hmm. in your life that's sinful. And so it's a sanctification process. And so mm-hmm. um, 
I was, you know, it's like when you pray for patience and you find yourself in traffic and long lines, mm-hmm. um, that's what's going to work that stuff out of you to deal with. It. Mm-hmm. And so as I was praying and uh, being sanctified through the washing of the word and, and trying to live a, a Christ-like life, I encountered things all the time that was testing, mm-hmm. you know, these things that I was trying to get rid of. And so, it, it, you know, when you get tested, I failed a lot of tests, mm-hmm. you know, and I still do fail tests. Mm-hmm. But I don't give up. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. I keep I keep taking the test and I'm, you know, I may be getting a D right now, but it's not F, you know, and someday maybe I'll get A, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm still going to yeah. incrementally, yeah. you know, progress to achieve mm-hmm. like this thing being gone mm-hmm. in my life. And, and, you know, maybe it be maybe it's a thorn in the flesh to mm-hmm. buffet me like, mm-hmm. you know, another episode we talked yeah. about Paul, you know, whether it's a sin in my life yeah. or whether it's some physical ailment, you know, um, we have to not be caught up in that thing that's happening, um, but to keep progressing, mm-hmm. you know, in that area and other areas of our lives and not give what up. What I, I hear behind that is this constant, whether it's you with the young guys you're working with today or you as a young guy, what's happening is guys are, you're, you're like painting a target, you know, something to aim at, mm-hmm. basically. And with words, really, we talked about a many episodes ago like how uh, about communication and how the word is this greek word uh what was the greek word spermos or something like that yeah. for seed and uh these seeds that we plant in the ground they have the potential to grow but every time that we talk to a young guy uh, we're giving them this this seed this potential and it's like we're saying here's the target aim at this like be the bigger man mm-hmm. like that's what you're called to do right now yeah and it's that challenging and that encouraging that young guys need because they don't know that they're because we're directionless and they don't know that there's an actual direction like yeah. don't have sex before marriage yeah. like keep under control we're giving them these targets yeah. and every guy loves targets we're yeah. like we're all like arrows and we're mm-hmm. like looking yeah. to shoot at something yeah. right and and uh, part of our encouragement to young men is showing them that there's targets that your life can shoot at and yeah. aim at this thing. Yeah. A lot of what I find is that a lot of young men um, don't know that there's another type of man that they can be. Hmm. They think that they yeah. had an example. Yeah. That's the only example. Surrounded and, by those examples. Yeah, and that, in their mind, like yeah. that's the man to become. Yeah. And I, you know, it's it's you know only being in there a couple hours, a couple days a week isn't a lot mm-hmm. of time to be that example, mm-hmm. you know, but that's where I just have to have faith that, mm-hmm. you know, his word won't return void yep. that's being planted into these young men. Yeah. But, but that's what we need to do. And then first and foremost, like us older men need to be modeling Christ for mm-hmm. these people, showing them that that's another, there's another type of man mm-hmm. you can be. Cause there's many types of men you can be mm-hmm. right. There's any form of ungodly man you can be. And then there's a godly man. Mm-hmm. You know, and so trying to model that isn't the easiest because we can't be perfect, Mm -hmm. you know, but we can in our things that we don't struggle with. We can model those things Mm -hmm. well. And even in the things that we struggle with, we can model Mm -hmm. those things well. We can be transparent. Mm -hmm. And even even that's a way of showing a a, a young man how to be a a godly man is to say, hey, man, I'm weak here. Mm -hmm. I'm struggling with this because that's counter the world's culture for men mm-hmm. to name your weakness. Yeah. That's like giving somebody your social security number mm-hmm. or giving them your routing number and account mm-hmm. number to the bank. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're you're giving them this yeah. intimacy and almost this these things that you need to live, right? But but if we can be transparent like that with them and keeping it real, mm-hmm. then they'll see a different side of a man, which is the what I would say the proper type of man that we should be. Mm-hmm. And and that's something again, we don't see Jesus model because he wasn't a sinner. Mm-hmm. But we can see the sinners around them and we can see how he interacted with mm-hmm. them. You know, he he wasn't there to be judging them, but he was there to call men and women to holiness Mm -hmm. and to be that holy example. Mm -hmm. And that's what we can do. We can be the holy example. And in our weakness and sin, we can still be an example to say, hey, don't do this. Mm -hmm. And maybe even be able to say, you know what? And and I do this oftentimes with with some of these young men. Man, would you pray for me? Mm -hmm. You know, pray for me for this and I'm going to pray for you. You know, and trying to even teach them that, like, mm-hmm. just because we differ in age, I always felt that as a young person, I could never con- connect with an older person because mm-hmm. I saw an older person as someone that is always trying to tell me what to do mm-hmm. or what not to do most mm-hmm. of the time. <laughs> you know, and it's like I try to maybe put a spin on it, so to speak. So I'm yeah. telling them what to do and what not to do, but I'm helping them to discover the what to do's and what not yeah. to do's themselves by asking questions you're giving them some challenges to do young yeah. guys like challenges too yep, yep. right absolutely absolutely yeah. i got a young man now that i'll see today that a couple of weeks ago i was like hey man read the gospel of john mm. and when we get together we're gonna talk about some stuff in it mm-hmm. so i'm gonna see today mm-hmm. did he do it or not yeah i don't have much faith that he did because i've done things like that in the past yeah. but every, every now and then there's a guy that did it yeah. You know, and, and that's that's a victory. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were to diagnose the culture, <laughs> diag- diagnose mm. like what young men most need to hear today. So Dr. Dooley, mm. wow. <laughs> um, what what would it be like? What what's the what's the, like the main one of the main problems um, that you see? That's kind of a big, tough question. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's not. I know I don't. I don't have it right this second, but I mm-hmm. know it's not going to be something like nobody's thought of, not thought of before. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, I was just on a trip in Montana. Yeah, and one of the things we talked about was the wound. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was a. It's a man's trip, mm-hmm. a guy trip, and part of. Um, that trip it's the belief that every man has been wounded by their father mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily true because there were men a few men on the trip that weren't but out mm-hmm. of out of 12 of us two maybe three weren't mm-hmm. so that's a big percentage yeah. 70 you know 80 yeah. some percent have been and those and to be fair those fathers were wounded by their fathers too so yeah correct yeah. correct and so I would say one of the biggest things to identify in a young man's life is how they've been wounded by their father or maybe just how they've been wounded in general. Mm-hmm. You know, because, I mean, there was a guy that was on the trip that was from a very affluent area, very affluent area, you know, and he had some he had some wounds, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so it doesn't matter if you got money or don't got money. It doesn't matter if you're educated or uneducated. Like, there's wounds mm-hmm. that are there. And so I would say... One important, very important thing is to quickly, as a young man, try to identify wounds that have taken place in your life. And here's why. 
because those wounds translate deeply into our future. Mm. They trans, I mean, they, they mm. translate deeply. Mm -hmm. And, and in most cases, just hearing, I've been on this trip twice mm -hmm. and I can recall the first trip just a few years ago on this trip that I just got back mm -hmm. from yesterday. Um, that it's uncommon that from that wound, you don't wound in that same way. Yeah. In other words, yeah. how you've been wounded, you usually yeah. wound people in those same ways. Yeah. We heard about physical abuse. Mm -hmm. We heard about spiritual abuse. We heard about sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. We heard about um, psychological abuse. Mm -hmm. We heard about spiritual abuse mm -hmm. from dads to their sons. Yeah. That has translated in those people's lives now today. Hmm. And it's transformational when you can sit back and really understand how you were wounded back mm -hmm. then and tend to see how it plays out mm -hmm. in your life now. And it's an aha moment. It's a mm -hmm. light bulb moment. And then now you're ready to, since you see that mm -hmm. and understand that now the healing can take yeah. place in you. Yeah. And now you can help heal the wounds that yeah. you've created in others. Even just the shedding, shedding of light on it is because maybe you've been struggling with your whole life and you didn't even realize you were. You Absolutely. didn't even know it was an issue. You, you didn't yep. know that it was different in other families. Yep. And then suddenly someone's able to say, no, this wasn't right. And to validate that, you know, mm -hmm. that experience that you had is yep. huge. I mean, there was tears flowing. And we're talking, you know, 50, 60, 70 yeah. year old men. Tears flowing, man. You know, from stuff that's happened 30, 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and so if we can catch young men, you know, say 25 and, and, and mm -hmm. lower and start having those conversations and talking about that, then perhaps their lives can be way different. Mm -hmm. And that they can treat their wife, their son, their daughter, mm -hmm. other people in their life much differently and not wound them like they were wounded. Mm -hmm. So that's my answer. That's great. I was thinking about that question, too, and the, the kind of the phrase that kept spinning around in my mind is um, good but broken. All right. And what I would want to say to to guys is that. You're good, but you're broken. And I, I really like phrasing it like that because in evangelical church circles, there's mm -hmm. a, a huge and, you know, kind of right tendency to point out to people that, no, you're bad, you're wicked, you can't do anything right, you know. And on one level, that's true. Like mm -hmm. when it comes to your relationship with God, can you earn your way to to holiness and to him. Mm. No, you nope. can't. You can't. But that's not to say that God didn't create you good. Mm. That, that that in God's creation, you're not created in his image and you're good. You know, that's a kind of a, another thing. And what I'm pretty passionate about is letting people know, no, you're good, but you're broken. <laughs> like mm. both halves of those. Yeah. Uh, and it's, um, it's huge for guys to like we said earlier, to undo those knots, mm -hmm. to identify those wounds, and to say, no, you're good. You know, God created you. You're in his image. He loves you. You're good. And just to sit with that. I mean, but then to move on from there and say, no, but you're broken. Like, you give your attention, your love to the wrong things, like to money or to sex or, mm -hmm. or other things. Um, your, your loves are all out of order. <laughs> you know, you're, you're broken in that way. 
It's like it's like yesterday I was I was pulling weeds and this weed bit me. I don't know if it was a bug or the weed, <laughs> wow. but like my finger started bleeding, you know, and and just thinking about that, I wouldn't say for a second, oh, my skin is terrible. It's bad. You know, no, it's still good, but it's just broken, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 that needs to be healed some way. And 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 guys, you're good. You are. It's good. You don't got to throw yourself away. Yeah. You don't got to uh, just because someone told you you're bad, you don't have to act bad in the world now. Yeah. You know, it, but you're good. And there's potential for you no matter what you've done. Mm-hmm. If you're in jail, if you're in prison, it doesn't matter. You're still good, but you're broken. And we mm. need to figure out how to get that brokenness, those parts back in the right order so that mm. God is at the the target that you are aiming at, yeah. at the top of your life. That's how, once you get that, everything else can fall in line. But that's yeah. the most important piece. It's the easiest piece, the simplest piece to identify. Put God at the top of your life and things will sort themselves out. You'll get more clarification to uh, questions about sex or about money or mm-hmm. about other things as well. But um, putting God first... That's a way to reset the brokenness. Yeah. Wow, man. There's a lot a lot here. A lot here. Young men. If there's any young men listening or if you know any young men, you know, in your life or you mm-hmm. have some young sons or nephews or even, you know, some grandkids that are maybe teenagers, like it's good to to have conversations with them and start talking about the things that are in this world. Um, and not just out, outsource that mm-hmm. to the church or to school because um, there's a responsibility for mm-hmm. us, especially if it's our children and family. And and like I want to just hit on for a, for a moment. We're like young men. The whole, the whole culture is being soaked in um, uh, media, whether it's video games or social media yeah we're just being soaked in that and that's not a way to learn about yourself you won't that's just to postpone the hard work that you have to do mm-hmm. of getting your life back in order of facing your pain of finding the right things to aim at that just postpones that that sidetracks you and uh, you really do need to be uh, very intentional and proactive about spending time with God putting him first prayer, being with other Christian believers, yeah. being with other guys, you have to do that Amen. and stop postponing that because it, it's not helping any. Yep. Yep. That's right. That's right. So thanks for joining us yeah. today. I yeah. just wanted to get that in. Ooh, man, it's good. Stuff. I can't wait to go today and talk to some of these young guys I haven't looked at. I got a list of different topics. I haven't looked which one I'm going to talk about today, but um, I'm excited for that. So let us know how it goes. I will. I will let you know. So, man, thank you guys for tuning in today. It's been a blessing. Um, We'll see you next time on Bumper Stick of Faith. Peace.